0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com.
1: Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Um, my name is Vinny Hanke, pastor of Valley Life Community Church. Uh, we are down one today, as Russ is not with us, so we're at 75% strength, but just <laughs> like your smartphone, we are still functional and getting after it. Uh, we're in a series on the resurrection. Uh, we've been talking about this... Uh, a few days now, and we know where this is after Easter, but uh, we would remind you of what Paul reminded the Corinthians in chapter 15, that this is of first importance, that right. whatever else you think Christianity is about, it is about the resurrection of Christ, that Jesus died but didn't stay that way. Mm-hmm. And so we've been spending time throughout the gospel narratives working through uh, the different aspects and, and pieces of this resurrection story. And today we're going to be in John chapter 21, uh, looking at uh, the continued effects of Jesus' resurrection on the disciples.
0: In John 21, we, we read, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way, Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, "'I am going fishing.' And they said to him, "'We'll go with you.' They went out and got into a boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, "'Children, do you have any fish?' They answered him, No. He said, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. Then Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He put on his outer garment, for he had stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. The other disciple came in the boat, dragging the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, "Bring some of the fish that you have caught." so Simon Peter went aboard, hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this to him, he said to him, follow me. Hmm. So we've got
1: this wonderful story of Peter's restoration got jesus appearing and performing a miracle that harkens back to the beginning of the gospels when he first called the disciples what do you guys think are some of the big implication of of john 21 and the resurrection story here
2: well um i think one of the things that uh, we see is just the the power of of christ in you know he's the disciples here you know as jonathan off air you were kind of remarking how you know the they're they're there in Galilee, kind of you know, as Jesus had said to meet him there. And they're sitting together. And Peter dissolves and says, "I'm going fishing." You know, it's kind of like he he kind of just needed to get his mind off of the events and things, and he's hearkening back to his livelihood back before he was called, and yeah, and uh, just going to immerse himself and, There's and get a away. Leadership a leadership
0: quality to Peter. Sometimes it's not always good, but <laughs> you fine. know, he's you know, so so all the other disciples say, "Well, we'll go we'll, with we'll you." We'll go with too. you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Every and, men's ministry favorite verse, right here in verse <laughs> right, twenty-one, <point> fishing.
2: <laughs> so, and, and but then, as they have a frustrating night, it's not as successful probably as they were hoping. And um, Jesus calls out to them, kind of almost um, mirroring his initial call uh, to some of these men. You yeah, know, they they he he called them as they were fishing, and even we have that account when Peter was called of. Of almost a sarcastic response, of like, well, since you say, yeah, okay, I'll go back out and do something, but um, it, it it immediately it, it, it's a way Jesus subtly bringing them to the realization of who he is. Well, even on shore,
0: even on shore, Jesus has been a more successful fisherman because he's out, <laughs> you know, the, he's 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 on shore. He's got some coals burning. He's got some fish and some bread <laughs> there already. Um, yeah, you know, the I think that you know, take one of the takeaways from this passage too is a, a reminder of the multiplicity of Jesus' uh, appearances. Yeah, um, you know, mm-hmm. we're coming to the end of the uh, this week when we've been talking about the. Appear, the resurrection appearances of, of Jesus, but there's been a multiplicity of them over a period of time. Um, you know, Jesus Jesus would appear to his disciples. We're told that this was the third time that he's appeared to a group of disciples. He's appeared to individuals. He's appeared to to groups. They were told to go to you know the 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 message of the angel on on the. First Easter morning, when he met with the women, was tell his disciples to go into Galilee. There I'll meet them. Jesus, who may, meets the women, says to the women, "Tell his disciples to go into Galilee. There I will meet them." There was an obedience on the part of the of those disciples that they did go. I mean, there there, there is. We're told that uh, you know they they did see Jesus. They they disbelieved him for joy, but they did see him. But this is the response that we all ought to have with regard to you know that you know essentially that's Jesus' first commandment after after the resurrection was tell my disciples to do this and mm-hmm. that's where they they go and this is the place where Jesus had done much of his ministry this is the place that they had been called from so and there's this there's reaff- reaffirmations as you point out in the story of them fishing and being called from being mm-hmm. fishermen. But there's a an, a reaffirmation of the place in which that happened. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had an experience of the Lord, maybe a maybe a the place that you became a believer. You know, the, I I grew up. Uh, there was a there was a man that was very important in my father's life. Been one of his professors. Uh, and My father was a minister. But I can remember this story from when I was a child that this man who had come to Christ went back. To the city, to the place where he had uh, made that profession, and everything had changed. But he, gen- he he found himself in a parking lot where this occurred, and he got down on his knees and he says, "Lord, it's still yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay. right in the parking lot, and and just recommitting himself to the Savior that bought him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in a sense, we're going to see. Some of that take place here. Yeah, what do you think is some of the significance
1: of Jesus' re- repeating the question to Peter? Simon, do you love me? I mean, is Jesus just being, you know, is he is he guilting Peter into this? Is he laying the hammer down on him? Why do you think he repeats the question, Simon, do you love me, three times?
2: Well, when we read the accounts of uh, Peter's denial, you know, there's uh, three times he's, he's denied Christ. And I think this is a way for Jesus to reaffirm you know, Mm -hmm. to uh, restore Peter. Uh, And he does it not, not privately because this was something that, you know, was prophesied of Peter by Jesus himself. That would happen. And Peter vehemently denied it. It does happen. It's very public that, that he did this. And so Jesus here restores him in a very compassionate, gracious way in the presence of his, of his brothers. So they can see, you know, Peter's restoration right before their eyes, and we see his grace not only in that but also in the reflection of the breakfast he provides as it, it in some ways mirrors the feeding of the five thousand or four thousand how you know there Jesus takes this this fish and this bread and he multiplies it and feeds a multitude of people here we have on the beach I mean okay we can understand where the fish comes from but where did Jesus get the bread and uh, but that's what he's there cooking on the coals for them and it's a a subtle reminder of their call while they're fishing. He he calls them, but then also his, his his provision, his provision as yeah. as uh, they uh, he is reminding them of these things uh, in in his ministry.
0: There have been a, there have been several rever- resurrection appearances, and uh, you know the words that we read are tell his disciples and Peter. One can only imagine the kind of grief that uh, one experiences. We we. You know, we uh, we saw, you know, with Judas, there was a remorse that he had betrayed an innocent man, mm-hmm. uh, but there was no repentance in that remorse. You know, the the Bible says, "Woe to the be, woe this man!" It would have been better if he had never been born. Right. You know, but with Peter, um, you know, the glance of Jesus on the night of his mm-hmm. betrayal uh, uh, sent him out in uh, grief and repentance. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that that was that was the remarkable thing but sometimes we sometimes we don't really accept the fact that if we confess our sins Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us our sins mm-hmm. and we need to be reassured and in this sense Jesus is reassuring uh, yeah. peter in a tangible way you know mm-hmm. yes you denied me 3 times 3 times i'm going to hear from you that you love me and i'm going to say i have a I have a purpose for you. Right. Feed there, my there, sheep. There's a usefulness there too. Yeah, like, feed even my, though yeah. he's failed, there's still Jesus. Yeah. Feed my him.
1: sheep, tend my lambs. Yeah. It's interesting. And wh- what's the primary role of the shepherd? To be present with the sheep. Mm-hmm. And what was the thing that Peter did? He, he abandoned the shepherd mm-hmm. in his denials. And I, I think there was this beautiful restoration is Peter's given the responsibility that he gave up during the denials. Mm-hmm. That is, he's now going to be present to care for and feed sheep. Jesus is going to entrust him to be present with those he's calling into faith. And we see Peter get to preach this incredible sermon in Acts 2, and not mm-hmm. tens, not hundreds, but thousands of people get saved and mm-hmm. uh, lead to this beautiful baptism and the establishment of the church in Jerusalem all on the basis of Peter's yeah. preaching. Mm-hmm. And
0: and and the, and the two primary apostles that we – that. Um, we read about in Acts. We're going to read about Peter, and we're going to read about yeah. the uh, Paul, who's the apostle out of time. You know, he's not mm-hmm. one that had necessarily been with Jesus from the beginning, but was directly called. But Peter becomes that leader in uh, Acts, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that uh, looked to for you know guidance in in, in, a, in a certain way. And um, again, it's just the when when we consider as we're talking about the resurrection, you know this. This is, as John says, this is now the, the, the third time as he's recorded of uh, appearing to his disciples. And uh, we've been given these accounts as he closes, or as he said at the close of chapter 20, that you know these things are written so that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And that's one of the things I appreciate about John, is that he's one of the few biblical authors that actually says very clearly in his books. like This is why I'm writing this. Yep. And uh, he's, he writes his gospel so that we might know that Jesus is the Christ. But then in his first epistle, First John, he states there that he writes that letter so that we might have an assurance of eternal life and the hope that is in us in Christ.
1: Yep. That's our great hope for you, that you would believe Jesus is the Christ. And we'll see you next time.